Welcome to episode number 21 of the Raw Food Podcast. I am your host, Laura Jane, the Rotarian, and in this episode, we're going to be talking to David Backus, a raw food chef and entrepreneur based out of Denver, Colorado. He owns a raw food cart in Denver, which I just mentioned, and it's called Local Organic Lunch. And in this episode, you're going to get some fabulous insights about why we raw foodies do what we do and some just great tips too from a chef who who's very creative and makes very gourmet delicious stuff very accessible as well so stay tuned and i'll be back with you shortly So thank you so much for joining me on this episode 21 of the Raw Food Podcast. I'm super excited to welcome David Backus to the podcast. He's doing something really innovative and really cool in the sense of um, a whole bunch of different things in raw food in, in the Denver, Colorado area. He's looking at opening up a raw food cart to provide fabulous, delicious, fresh, raw goodies to people in that area. And I thought he's just an interesting guy, wanted to have him on the show. And it's nice to have some some male raw vegans in the house. That's exciting because I know we've got a lot of ladies, which we love too, but it's fun to have that that shot of male perspective, which is cool. And so I'm really happy to welcome David to the show. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? It's great. I'm really excited to talk to you, to get to learn more about what you're doing and how you got into all this good raw food stuff. So for people who might not have any idea what you're doing or what a raw food cart is, maybe you could start by just telling us about your current project and then a little later we'll go into your background. Okay, sure. Um, well, right now I am planning to open up a fresh, raw, vegan, organic, non-GMO, gluten-free and local produce when I can, uh, salad and hummus cart. And I also want to offer raw finger foods and raw desserts. I want your cart to be parked right outside my house. Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll come back. <laughs> That's awesome. So, and I know that this isn't just like a pie in the sky dream for you. I know you, you did something similar last year, was it? Yeah. Last year I actually went more on the vegetarian approach and I did still the gluten-free and all that, but, uh, it was just, there, there wasn't anything that was raw on the cart. Mm-hmm. And actually I realized I was doing, um, uh, salads and, burritos and I tried to make gluten-free burritos work and that just obviously didn't really work out because there's there weren't really any products out there that I could find that that did a good gluten-free tortilla that wouldn't just tear apart instantly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so have you got kind of figured out the kinds of foods that you hope to offer on your raw cart oh absolutely um I've Talked with a lot of people. A couple of my friends have been into raw food for quite a while, and I've done a lot of research myself. And I want to obviously offer salads like lettuces like kale, romaine, spinach, arugula, and some shredded nori. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to have lots of different miscellaneous vegetables and fruits and seeds, some of them sprouted, as well as chopped nuts and whole nuts. 
uh, raisins, things like that for mm -hmm. basically just a salad bar type idea. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also going to have microgreens that I am going to have growing right on the cart. So awesome. I'm going to have chia sprouts, um, pretty much whatever I can, whatever I can find. Once I have my market set up, once I know who's going to come to my cart and pretty mm -hmm. much what they're going to want, I'm going to be able to figure out what I'd want to sprout on the cart right there and be able to cut and put fresh on people's salads. Cool. So tell us a little bit more about you and your, I know you started out not necessarily raw, but more vegan and some had some really fabulous influences and books that inspired you. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, actually, I started out more towards the uh, paleo diet because I, I kind of come from, uh, I guess you could say a woodsy area and my dad has always uh, hunted and I've never really gotten into that, but I would always eat like free range turkey and, and uh, venison and things like that. So I was more towards the uh, paleo diet and then I kind of read uh, – I read Raymond Francis's book, The Never Be Sick Again, uh, Learn How to you know, Choose Health. And it actually inspired me to go towards the, uh, the more raw foods and definitely the more vegan foods. Mm -hmm. I just want to jump in there because I am sometimes slightly lazy and I don't read as many of these kinds of books. I've, I haven't read that book. What was it about it that was really spoke to you? Well, uh, this guy, he had this guy, Raymond Francis, he, he was a biochemist and he had autoimmune deficiencies and he had just a lot of things and he was, he was going to die pretty much if he didn't change his life around completely. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so basically the book is, is his approach as a biochemist from MIT Mm -hmm. approaching the you know human body and its diet and he cured his autoimmune deficiencies and cured pretty much everything that was wrong with him mm. it was an amazing story i guess but in his book he doesn't he doesn't really focus as much on the story as he focuses on you know aiding the people that are reading it mm -hmm. uh like for instance i i've got the story right here um, yeah, he was, he was a graduate of MIT, uh, chemist suffered a near, near fatal health condition. He used his knowledge of biochemistry to save his own life. And during his recovery, uh, he asked himself questions like, why do people get sick and how can disease be prevented or reversed? Mm -hmm. And it, it was just really kind of inspiring to me that told me if I don't put these toxins in my body and I give the cells in my body exactly what they need, mm -hmm. then there's no reason for my body to be sick or get cancer or, or have an autoimmune deficiency. Mm -hmm. I, I think kind of his approach goes along the way of saying that the medicines and all of these things that we think that we need, that we wouldn't need any of this if we just ate what our body needed. Mm-hmm totally true and I don't know if you've read um or heard of I think it's called the China study and it kind of talks a little bit about that stuff too like how um you know 
basically the different oh god i'm exposing my lack of knowledge i have read it but it kind of talks about like how you can like turn on and off certain um cancer cells by like basically what you eat so if you they had experiments in i think rats where basically they could make a cancer grow or shrink depending on what the person ate and i think it's so true that we um you know are so used to feeling like we need we have these problems and then we have to take drugs to hopefully fix them but I think as you mentioned that just if especially at a young age you know if you can just start by not eating those things that are are likely to make you sick then you're just it's a lot better to just you know be healthy rather than try to try to cure something yeah yeah that's that's basically what he even goes over on this and what uh what the coolest thing that he kind of gave me was uh he kind of gave me a new way to look at health and disease and gave me kind of an approach that's super easy to understand and it just basically is you know cancer like these this cancer that everybody fears is uh is a way of life Mm -hmm. it's not like a condition that you can that you can cure you have to reverse it by changing your way of life and so is the same with so many other problems that people have with their bodies mm-hmm. and i think it it that just what you said reminds me of i i think her Anne wigmore she's been really involved in raw foods for a really long time and i think one of the things in, in the movie i forget which one that she mentioned was just that like we are spending well, when I say we, I guess I mean the U.S. and I'm Canadian, but, you know, North America is spending mm. that much, like compared to, say, 20 years ago, the amount of money we are spending on trying to stop cancer is like insanely a huge amount. But in fact, the cancer rates are actually just getting higher and higher. And I think that's really scary, but I think it's kind of showing that something else is needed rather than just the typical um, you know, plan because that's not necessarily working. But I think that's that's really neat that you've been inspired on a personal level, but you're taking this very specific, very local, very tangible action in just having a place where people can come and get food on the go because that's such a common problem that we have um, as, you know, raw foodies and people I know myself being a raw vegan, I find it's really easy and fun to eat at home. But when I walk out that door, there's nothing exciting for me to eat. Um, and so going out is not really very fun for me when it comes yeah, to food. I find it to be quite difficult, actually. Mm-hmm. So has that been kind of a motivating factor for you to be able to provide that? I could see that being really, really satisfying. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I... Honestly, one of the one of the other things that I noticed was instead of me going around and preaching these dietary beliefs that I have to people, I figure why not just make them available for them. So mm-hmm. I think that that was a definite inspiration for me because I I always hate it when people try and try and forward their beliefs on me in person, you know. It's just it's just difficult because I I want to do research, I want to test it out myself instead of just, you know, going with whatever this person says. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a great way to introduce people to a different way of eating, especially I know you said 
um, that you're going to be having some raw desserts. And I mean, desserts and salads and those kinds of things are really accessible and interesting to many people who might not be vegan or might not really know anything about you know different ways of eating but it's a really fabulous way to start that discussion and maybe get people um you know involved in health when they really were just hungry and they just wanted to pick up something to eat on on their way to work so i think that's that's pretty cool yeah, I want to uh, want to introduce medjool dates to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But uh, mainly, I, I think that what you're what you're saying applies mostly to the uh, romaine tacos that I want to want to kind of make popular in the area. I'm doing four different four different varieties of the romaine tacos, each with a different raw hummus on it. Oh my God! Tell us about your tacos. I want to know. Uh, well. Without giving just, away your secret sauce. <laughs> no, there's there's no secret sauce. I'll give it away. It's not a big deal. Um, I mean, just I'll just read a couple. Of, or I'll read them all four, whatever. Sure. Uh, first one's uh, chopped tomatoes, avocado, cilantro, and uh, jalapeno sweet pea hummus with a side of uh, lime wedges that you can just kind of squirt on the tacos. Um, the next one is blueberries, zucchini noodles, Mm-hmm. Uh, sprouted sunflowers and chia seeds and uh, apricot avocado hummus. Your hummuses. The first one, What's it was jala- your hummus, jalapeno sweet pea hummus. Was that the first one? Yeah. And this one, apricot. I'm loving these. Yeah, it's uh, apricot avocado. Um, and the third one is a sweet pea grapefruit tarragon hummus. And it comes with red onions and mushrooms. And then the fourth one is a garlic red pepper basil hummus, pretty much the one that everybody would be used to seeing in stores mm-hmm. uh, with a traditional pico de gallo that has jalapenos and uh, fruit in it with macadamia nuts chopped on top of it. Wow. These sound fabulous. So in your, so that would be like some large green romaine lettuce leaves with the hummus and the veggies chopped in them? Yes. Yep. Cool. And then is there any kind of like, I know you mentioned macadamia nuts in one. Do you have any other nuts happening in those? Well, I kind of want to stray f- or just at least keep the nuts separated because I know some people have nut allergies and I want to mm-hmm. definitely cater to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I figured I would I would leave it open to be, you know, shifted around however the customer sees fit. So mm-hmm. If the taco doesn't appeal to you like it looks on the menu, I can absolutely make a custom one. But mm-hmm. I wanted to make one that kind of went with each hummus that I made so you could just point at it and you get three of those or whatever. Just easy for the street, you know? Mm-hmm. So your hummuses, do you make those in a blender? Yeah, or food processor. I mean, it depends on what, I, what I'm what i going to be using for the base of the hummus. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know what you mean, because I find with, um, usually I use the blender and food processor too, but to me it kind of depends on like the consistency of it. I usually say when I'm teaching people who are first getting introduced to raw food that essentially your blender is for stuff that's a lot more wet or more moist, and then the food processor is for stuff that's chunkier or drier. Um, So how did you get into, you must love cooking. 
Yeah, I, I've always, I mean, I guess in college where I really didn't have much money, I would just find myself going into the refrigerator, seeing what's available and, and just inspiring myself with what I can make that is delicious. That mm-hmm. just so happens to be made out of the random things that are available <laughs> at any random time. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, kind of started, well, it started before that I held cooking jobs and things like that, but my my true interest started with just kind of being inventive and then uh and then obviously that's what raw food is all about being mm-hmm. inventive mm-hmm. so it kind of catered to that yeah one thing cuz i'm kind of the opposite i never i still don't even really enjoy creating things in a complicated way i think for me what i really loved about raw food and why i kind of got excited about the creation of raw food recipes is you do have this very finite box of ingredients. Like you've got your nuts, your seeds, your fruits and veg. And so for me, because I didn't have a good cooking background, I didn't know all the complicated stuff. I just thought, okay, well, I have these 50 ingredients. How can I assemble them? And I think that that's something that makes raw food really accessible. But I think it sounds like you're doing some pretty awesome gourmet stuff with your hummuses, especially. They sound fabulous. What about desserts? We all love talking about desserts. Can you tell us a bit about the kinds of desserts you might be having? Well, the desserts are going to be all over the place. I actually have a friend of mine who's been into raw food for quite some time. Uh, She is making the desserts right off the start. Well, I deal with a lot of the business end of things and kind of dealing with the making the salad and all that. And I'm probably just going to buy these desserts from her and Mm -hmm. she's going to make them, you know, maybe every day in the morning or what, whatever the case may be. But they're going to incorporate a lot of definitely a lot of cashew and medjool dates and coconuts. I want I want a lot of that type of thing to be Mm -hmm. present. Cool. Yeah, that seems good because I think it's always good to focus on what you do best and we can't all do it all. And I think that that sounds really cool, like a nice collaboration. So I live in very rural Canada on a small island and I'm, I think there's a few other sort of dabbling raw foodies where I live, but I'm pretty much in a completely isolated silo. So I'm very curious about Denver and is there a pretty good raw community there? Are there any raw restaurants? How's that all shaping up? Well, um, Denver's kind of a, a weird place in a very good way. Uh, there's a lot of open minds here, a lot of people that are definitely interested in learning new things and progressing themselves a lot of young people and yeah there there's there's a couple of raw restaurants um i know that some chefs do raw nights at different restaurants in Mm -hmm. denver Mm -hmm. but there's not really enough of a presence for people to know about it like on the street you go to a restaurant and they offer raw stuff people are just like you know, it's just kind of a gimmick to them, I feel. Mm-hmm. But if you are a fully raw restaurant, like I, I've heard of, I think it's 105 Degrees is one of them mm-hmm. that I heard of. I don't know if that one's in Denver, though. There's a, one called Tag in Denver that offers raw foods. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just kind of want to give people like that fast food feeling mm-hmm. while being able to eat just about as healthy as they want to. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's just, it's funny because people often say to me when they know I'm like involved in raw food, they're like, oh, you should open up a raw food restaurant. But I think that we all have our, our specific kind of calling. And I know for me, that's not what I want to do, but I could totally see how that would be so satisfying to be able to create something and then basically serve it to them and watch them enjoy it or have them come back again next week and say, oh, that thing was so amazing. I'd like to order it again. And I could almost see that you get a bit of a high off that. Does that? Oh, yeah. it It's actually great. Last year, I remember I, I was still doing the local thing. I was ordering food from uh, local farms and everything and just sharing this information with people, not exactly about the raw food, but just about all the the health food that I'm offering and how fresh it is and how it was mm-hmm. just picked not, you know, a couple days ago and they're eating it now and people would just get very excited about mm-hmm. it. Sometimes bring their entire office down to enjoy it. And, uh, people liked it. I, I think that I was charging a little, like a dollar too much mm-hmm. last year. So mm-hmm. I kind of lowered the price a little bit this year. And, uh, I don't know. I, I think I made it a little bit more accessible because I get a little bit more time this year to advertise and kind of let people know that I exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I... it definitely is exciting to watch people enjoy the food that you make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think price and health is a really difficult thing because it people don't like to hear it, but it is definitely more expensive to eat well. And I know it sometimes can be really hard and I can imagine how it's difficult because you want to be sort of competitive if people are coming out for lunch and you don't want to have to charge them an arm and a leg, but at the same time, your ingredients are going to cost not only like say the money of it, but the effort, like if you're sprouting your stuff and soaking it or dehydrating it, that takes a lot of effort and it. I think it's really hard to find that right balance where you're still accessible, but also being compensated for what you do too. And then having that sort of sweet spot where you do have people who value what you do and value their health and, you know, can basically afford to do it. But I think that, I don't know, I'm rambling, but I think it's a, it's a, it's a real issue. I know when I started to eat, you know, healthy, my food budget essentially doubled (laughs) But then you also hear people talk about the other side effects, like, for example, you might need to eat less because you're eating such nutrient-rich food. Do you ever get any people like feeling like you're charging too much, or, or is that an issue, or is that a conflict? Um, I, guess, I guess my friends, because a lot of my friends are not exactly wealthy, mm-hmm. um, good friends of mine, uh, I mean, other friends are definitely able to afford it. But for the most part, I'm in the business district of downtown Denver, and mm-hmm. I find myself to be competitively priced with places like Mad Greens or even just a sit-down restaurant. And I kind of also think that the uh, the healthy food on the go would also appeal more than just going to a place and sitting down, maybe you could just go to a park or something. But I think that that the price that I have set up this year is going to be successful. Um, it's pretty much 
salad by the pound for seven ninety nine, mm-hmm. hummus by the pound for seven ninety nine, and I'm doing three romaine tacos for seven ninety nine. So that's cool. So you get to try more than one. You don't have to just be limited to the one choice for taco. Oh yeah, and if and if anybody wanted to just try everything that I had on the card, I'd just probably do seven ninety nine a pound. Go nuts, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And I I also have stuffed mushrooms. I forgot to mention little tiny stuffed mushrooms for fifty cents a piece. Oh my gosh, I want a stuffed mushroom. <laughs> so what what do you put in your mushrooms in the stuffing? Uh, well, I honestly haven't completely focused on something yet, but mm-hmm. some ideas that I've had. Are uh, I want to do a guacamole with seasonal fruit in it, mm. and I also want to do couscous made with uh, shredded cauliflower. Yeah, and uh, maybe even just putting hummus and stuffed mushrooms. I would assume mm-hmm. that it might just end up being up to the uh, people, the customers, what they desire mm-hmm. inside of it. Cool. I'm excited for you. Very so cool. so you you have a cart? Yes, it's uh it's an all wooden cart with uh, obviously the metal stainless steel inserts in it, but it's all wooden, it's got wood wheels. Uh, I've got a picture in the the Kickstarter video, but I'll probably end up posting a picture on the um on the uh the actual description or something. But it's a beautiful cart. It looks like a 80s food cart. <laughs> Just a retro, all wooden food cart. Yeah, really cool. it, it looks really cool and really, really professional. I, I watched your video on Kickstarter and it, and it looks really cool. And I loved your enthusiasm. I can tell you're really excited <laughs> about what you do, which I really, I think, I think it's a contagious thing. As long as we, as you mentioned, sort of contain it and are not trying to like go crazy and convert everybody into what we're doing. But I think people, one of the things that gets them excited about raw food is meeting other people like yourself who are just really energized and excited about what they do. And I think it's it's really contagious. And then they kind of feel that eating your food, or in my case, like making my recipes is gonna energize them too. And then they get energized and it's just a big crazy energy chain reaction that I think is very exciting. Yeah, I, I honestly hope to see that. Well, what else? What about yourself? Have you? I know you said you were inspired by Raymond Francis's book, but did you have any health challenges or any anything that you feel like changing your diet has changed you physically? Um, well, I guess uh, I, I bicycle everywhere. I don't have a car. I kind of got rid of that, I'd say, three and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. So I, I make sure and bicycle everywhere. Sometimes I get rides here and there. But um, at first, the energy was kind of a problem. And when I was doing the cart last year, I kind of shied away from an all-vegan approach because I didn't have the energy. I was getting tired in the middle of the day. I was still hungry. Then I just realized to myself that I'm not I'm not understanding – what I'm eating, I'm just eating what I want instead mm-hmm. of instead of eating what I need. Mm-hmm. So I I have found a way to introduce more calories and more protein to my diet, which kind of helps with the physical activity side mm-hmm. of things and my energy level. Yeah, I find that too. I know 
because a lot of people such as myself get into raw food and there may be at least for me, I was just more interested in the food and I wasn't coming at it from a health perspective. And I think for me, just seeing the changes in my body and noticing those different side effects, like you mentioned, like maybe low energy, that kind of makes you want to learn a little bit more about it and and figure out, you know, I didn't even really know what protein was or I think it's kind of good when you have to do a little bit of learning as you go because of what's happening in your life. I think it's a really good way to learn. And um, it sounds like that's kind of what happened to you too. Yeah. No, I, I didn't really have any any sort of uh, physical change, I guess. Maybe, maybe a little bit of weight loss, but I've been around the same weight for years. So mm-hmm. just kind of been one of those things. Well, and I think you started out from a pretty healthy active standpoint which base I did too I ate a lot of crap but I wasn't like I didn't have a huge medical condition either but I think yeah. I know for me it definitely had energy increase and um feel like kind of a, a different person well I guess actually once once you say that I I just realized that uh that a possible large inspiration for myself to uh be interested in I guess the not only the raw diet, but just kind of finding out what I eat is my sister uh, was, uh, she had um, epilepsy at an early age and it got pretty bad and she wanted to get off of the medication because it kind of zombified her mm-hmm. and uh, they put her on the ketogenic diet and she lost a ton of weight, you know, or, you know, skin cleared up and she was, you know, a 13 year old girl and just she looked super healthy and i was just like wow you know that hmm. that does actually have quite a profound effect and it stopped our seizures which was wow the main you know obvious obviously the main reason for doing it but i guess it was definitely inspirational yeah and it sounds like i mean i think for a lot of people when they're not really exposed to anything to do with the fact that food could actually affect your health. I think for a lot of people, it's not something they really think about. Um, but I think if you see that in someone you know, it really shows the power of what what we do bring in and so bring into our bodies. So I think that could be a pretty powerful thing to see. Yeah, completely agree. Well, is there anything else you feel like we are missing or any part of your story that you feel like would be useful to listeners who are interested in raw food and raw cooking? I mean, if you're like, what are some like final raw tips in terms of cooking and making things simple and delicious? Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, um, very recently, I'd say the, the one tip that I would definitely like to share is everybody wants to try and make a, a, um, vegan mayonnaise that tastes a little bit similar to mayonnaise so we can make dressings and things Mm -hmm. and uh, dressing was kind of one of my main obstacles because of that and the the choice was actually right in front of my face the entire time and it was avocados Mm. you want the consistency of mayonnaise Mm -hmm. all you need is avocados and they're basically tasteless so if you want to make a mayonnaise that tastes like mayonnaise and mm-hmm. the consistency ends up being the problem which it usually does mm-hmm. avocados are perfect i mean they're not white but 
who cares at that point, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So again, without needing to get all the ingredients, but like basically you've got avocado and what else? Or you just, just avocado. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Avocado and vinegar pretty much is, is what I would use, but I don't make a mayonnaise specifically. I make dressings. Mm -hmm. And that would be like blending them up in the blender. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because I think one thing I'm tr- I'm trying to get into in terms of like recipe creation is I'm a little bit of a cashew addict for creaminess, and I'm trying. I think my body is starting to tell me that I'm just eating too many nuts, and it's not really because of like weight gain or anything. I just sometimes feel like, ooh, no more nuts today. <laughs> my body's telling <laughs> me that. Um, so I think I think it's weird because I made. I've made a lot of different recipes, but even just the concept of like avocado dressing is not really something I've even considered, which, but I love avocado and I think that I would love to try that and just blend it up with a few, few things. Would you generally make yeah. like a pretty big batch because it's hard to blend or that's not really an issue? Uh, well, just because of how I want to keep things pretty fresh, uh, the dressings are probably going to have to be done no no more than a day out so mm-hmm. the batch would have to be relatively small mm-hmm. but like like more than one avocado in your batch oh yeah yeah definitely yeah mm-hmm. because i'm i'm gonna be making uh, a couple dressings just for instance um a peach habanero that's gonna be a little bit creamy i'm doing a cucumber zucchini tzatziki which mm-hmm. i'm using uh cashews for but I also am going to be using avocados in that to kind of thicken it up and add some healthy fats in there. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much all of the dressings for that. Actually, well, no, I'm doing a Caesar and a, a take on ranch as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to need some avocados and cashews for those. You are a superstar. You're, you're, the stuff that you're talking about sounds really, really delicious. And I know well, you. you're welcome. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting hungry. Well, so I know that you're ramping up for, um, is it an April reopening of your cart? Yes, it's uh, April 15th reopen. Cool. And so you're, you're doing some stuff on Kickstarter? Yeah, I have a Kickstarter running right now. Um, Basically, the reason that I have the Kickstarter running is because I want to offer fresher ingredients. I want to have a want to have a um, cold press juicer. I want to be able to hire uh, one friend of mine and one acquaintance that is a prep cook, and one of the guys is um, a barista at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. So he he'll definitely get along with people a lot. I basically, this year I want to take an approach where yes, I'm at the cart sometimes or most of the time, depending on the needs, but I want to take a lot of energy and invest it into, uh, expanding to Mm -hmm. Boulder because I know that Boulder, Colorado is definitely into these things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I've heard that Portland would be very interested in something like this as well. And I want to check Portland out mm-hmm. um, and maybe open up a cart in Portland next year. So I've got a lot of things to kind of arrange like advertising and mm-hmm. obviously the work for expanding. Mm-hmm. So I want to want to have these employees and I want to um, basically just cover my first month of costs. Mm-hmm. So 
so I can have the uh, time that's necessary to set myself up for success for the remainder of the year. Definitely. So I do want to grab those links for you so we can get people to come check you out. But before you do, what you were just saying really resonated with me. I think what's really cool about what you're doing is I know um, a lot of people have a desire to, like a lot of my listeners and people on my website have a desire to have a career in raw food or have a restaurant, a cafe, um, you know, and I think what's really awesome about what you're doing is you are getting started you are basically bootstrapping so you're not taking out a huge rent that's going to be really difficult to cover your overhead and all that stuff i really think it's awesome how you're starting at like a really manageable level and got plans and then you're going to be able to make it better every year i think that that that's kind of the approach that i took with my website and i think we can all get so focused on like this big pie in the sky dream of well someday i'm gonna have this huge thing and I think the real place to start is kind of like now and it might be like it starts out of your kitchen and grows to maybe like a farmer's market and then a cart and then maybe like a location one day but I just think that's really cool and I wanted to say congratulations on that yeah thank you very much I appreciate that yes so tell our listeners where they can find out more about you and maybe even if anyone's in Denver like where it's actually going to be give us info Okay, well, first of all, um, the Kickstarter, you can just go to kickstarter.com and type in local organic lunch. And uh, I've got a little video and an in-depth explanation of the cart and my backstory and just whatever the whole Kickstarter is about. And I've got a bunch of rewards set up. Actually, I'll, I'll mention one of my favorites. Um, for $500, I will feed... Um, a homeless man or woman every single day that the cart is open for the entire 2013 season. That is awesome. Just because I know that a lot of people can't make it to Denver specifically for these things and they may still want to help out. Mm -hmm. So I offered things like that. There's a lot of other various ones, but uh, also you can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. Um, I have a Twitter account. I have a Pinterest um, I also have a Tumblr. Um, there's not really that much information on the Pinterest or the Tumblr yet, but mm -hmm. I'm absolutely working on that. And uh, also, if you are in Denver, you can come to 18th and Curtis after April 15th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. That's uh, basically where I'm located right now, and I don't plan to change anytime soon. Awesome. Well, David Backus, I am wishing you all the best. I know I'm going to be checking out your Kickstarter and there's a great little video on there and like some nice snapshots and a great explanation of what you're doing. So I encourage you to check that out. And folks, all of us are located all across the world, but I think it's really important to support people who are doing this kind of thing, providing, you know, fabulous opportunities for excellent, healthy, delicious local food. And so definitely wherever you are, try to frequent your local raw vegan, you know, local food establishments, and we can all um, help to make David's business a success and all the little businesses that are dotted all over the planet trying to promote um, good health. So thank you so much for joining me, David, and I wish you all the best. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely.
You have been listening to the Raw Food Podcast with your host, The Raw Tarian. Be sure to visit me at therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite simple, satisfying, raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste amazing. While you're there, be sure to sign up for my newsletter. And once you've signed up for that, you'll automatically get a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying, most delicious recipes, including raw vegan Alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.